Hey, Ma. Hey, Ma. <laughs> it's talking brown sugar. Yes, it is. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Me too, baby. Last episode, I know y'all missed us. Um, episode 18, we talked about makeup, age appropriateness, and the different pressures that are put on females versus males. Today we have a great show planned for you. I'm Angela the mom. I'm Raja the daughter. And this is Talking Talkin Brown Sugar. Talking Brown Sugar in your ear, you're gonna... Listen to you all caught up is talking brown sugar in your ear. You're gonna listen to you all caught up. We're in the sugar bowl today where we share some random thoughts. Hotel front desk etiquette. Tell me why people at the desk look at you like you to help the butler. Not even a customer. Not even a client. You're waiting to get checked in. Or somebody's waiting to get checked out. You got to go around the desk and find them in the office or catch them eating. I know people need a break. Sometimes they don't even smile at you. You be looking at them like, uh, Hello. I come in your establishment to do business. What you feel on that? Well, you know, um, I guess it all goes back to what kind of training they received because I know a lot of jobs don't do that. And in general, what kind of life training or experience you have. And I hope that's not what they're doing every day, but I have experienced that too, where, you know, you overhear some things from employees and you're like, uh, do they know I'm a customer standing right here? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's insulting. I mean, I've been in the workplace, and I try my best to respect the person who's paying their money and thanking them that I have a job. You know, read your handbook. Well, I don't I don't think you have to necessarily be thankful to the customer that I have a job. Yes, you contribute to my salary, but, you know. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But they write a bad review. And they definitely look at your name tag and put your name to the problem. That's a different story, too, because a lot of people will do that for minor infractions. You know, they didn't look at me in the eye when I da-da-da-da-da or something. But it was like I had to search your name in the computer or, you know. But I understand both sides. Just mind your manners. That's all. And my little second one. What's your Nana, Mimi, Mima power? Mine is Nana power. My little power to me, looking at my little grandkids, or even when they was my children, was my facial expressions. Give them that look and they freeze, like freeze tag. Now you it. Yeah, um, I am nobody's Mima, Nana, or Mimi. 
but I did inherit the facial expressions and I do my best to make sure that it doesn't speak before I do. And now for the 2019 grandmas, or glamas as they say, we FaceTime these little children. They will call you and they will FaceTime you and tell you their problems. Yep. Yep. That's how you keep up constant oh, yes. connection. I love it. Um, My random thoughts were just, I uh, commute with Uber, Lyft often but i was just thinking in general there should be a non-smoking option um for people who don't smoke um because i've gotten into cars that were smoked out and then i get out of the car and it's like i was smoking but i don't need that when i'm going into work uh that's not a fragrance i would prefer to have and then i just feel like it lingers um, that's part of the reason why I do keep body fragrances and stuff in my car. But I think a non-smoking option would, would help. And it might hurt, or help some people, but you know, that'll make you roll down your windows and start airing your car out because, you know, you're picking, you don't know who you're picking up, but it's just not the best when they have a smoked out car and then you see the smoke residue on the windows and it's a bit much. Yeah, and you you know you're paying your money. I think that should be an option, and it, you know it's like being respectful to your customer. You have a choice. Nobody wants to go on their job or anywhere if they're not smoking. Implied. Yes. Also, um, don't flirt with me while I'm in your car, and you are driving me to wherever. Um, this is a business transaction, and that's the extent of this relationship. Therefore, hand me a business card. I can hand you a business card, but that is it, a business transaction. Like, we can talk, da, 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 whatever, but we don't need to. We, let's, no, don't go there. Don't go there. I don't want to go there. But yeah, and then just thinking about like recent stories too. Make sure you are checking out who you're getting in the car with. Um, you have like hopefully you take a minute as you're waiting for the car to pull up. You know they give you the ETA estimated time of arrival. Check out the license plate, the car, make a model, the color. Look at their picture, their name, and before you get in the car. I suggest sitting in the back seat, um, depending on how comfortable you are. But I always sit in the back seat. Um, just you just never know. Um, but before you get in, before you put your foot in, you ask them their name, or you can say yours. I think it's better to just say their name, and just make sure you know as you're saying it, you're looking them in the face to make sure the picture matches, so you don't. Get swiped up or hurt. Sugar Cubes, a.k.a. the news, where we put a little sugar in your cup. What DC's Go-Go Showdown reveals about gentrification. A neighborhood debate over music swiftly became something bigger and louder. A cry for self-determination from a community that is struggling to be heard. 
Shouts out go to my hometown, Southeast, Chuck Brown, Sweet Potato Band, different people who love to hear Go-Go when you come to D.C. Well, it starts with the neighborhood. The Shea Luxury Apartments have been complaining to um, Metro PCS, the music that they hear that's coming out to make people feel good, lets them know when the business is open, and it's just a feel-good sound. So they've been complaining. Different neighborhoods from Georgia Avenue, 14th Street, with U Street. People say they can't be heard. The music is too loud. It's been playing forever. So now people want to complain since they got the new luxury apartments. Become, let's say, people had a rally, voicing their opinions, fighting for their rights to be heard because it's a brand in D.C. Why should we stop listening to it? So um, the owner did turn the music down some. Then he stopped playing it. Then he rallied around and won the case against the Shea. So I guess everybody's going to be like compromising each other's thoughts. Don't play it as loud, but we got to have that music going. Policy-wise, toolbox of solutions to the negative consequences of gentrification does exist. But it needs to be more comprehensive and interactional, intersectional. Excuse me, Building and preserving affordable housing need needs to go on hand-in-hand hand with transit Equity. Equity, public health, cultural preservation, and steps that help rectify historical wrongs. The move for the rest of us is to listen. Yeah, I heard about this on the news. Um, it's one of the most, I guess, um, illustrative Images we have one of the most current and popular culture um, illustrations of what gentrification does to neighborhoods that are trying to preserve their cultural, um, I guess, namesake, especially when you start to have people who, you know, have higher incomes and housing goes up, it starts to push people out. So even the the larger discussion you know, for the solution being, um, oppor- not opportunity zones, but um, inclusive inclusive zones that um, require developers to provide affordable housing and things like that. And they're saying, along with affordable housing options, there need to be needs to be ways for people to affordably get around, have health like public health access to it, and just um, general spaces where they can be without having to, you know, ascend from different, I guess, economic restraints. Man charged in five-year-old's Mall of America fall told police he had a plan to kill. Emmanuel Deshaun Aranda told police that he had planned to kill an adult that day, but he chose the young victim instead. He's a meanie. Aranda also told police that he had frequented the mall and began to lash out after being rejected when he tried to talk to women. According to the complaint, which said he had also told police that he knew what he was doing. 
Aranda had two previous convictions of assaults at the mall, both in 2015, including one in which he threw a glass of water. Um, he was ordered um, banned from the mall. I guess it had lifted up. And his court records show that Aranda had been ordered to undergo psychological evaluation or treatment after the earlier mall assault. So shouts goes out to the London family. They want you know they want a little privacy. Landon, Landon, the little boy. Yeah, because he's still, you know, we gotta pray for him. Yeah, um, that's an unfortunate story. Um, but it's we've heard the story a lot when the reason why women um have to be hyper vigilant more so than some people, like other people, when they're out and about. Um, Especially um, now when you have your kids with you. Because we've heard about stories of women getting shot in the face when they turn somebody, a man down. Or um, anything when they're out and about. This woman was with her little boy. His name was Landon. And the man had, you know, was going off of bad feelings of rejection or whatever. Because women rejected his advances. And he took it out on a on a child, so he probably approached the mom, and the same thing happened. We heard this story before. Um, all the details came out, and that's what I assumed. That's what we both assumed, and it's so unfortunate that that's true. I'm just mad that he took it out on anybody. He should have just took himself home and took a nap. That should have been his psychological relaxation. Just relax your mind, starting a new day with positive thoughts. Yeah, um, it, the fact that he was upset, like, it's like he was upset that he just knew somebody was supposed to reciprocate whatever he was putting out there. Sometimes it's you. Look in the mirror and just sit with that. Sometimes it's you. It's not everybody else. Woman calls 911 after thinking Roomba was burglary locked in her bathroom. Well, she was in the bathroom, and she kept hearing some bumps. So the police came, which didn't take long. She must be in a good location. The police came to the sister and found out that, guess what was in the hallway? When they opened up the door, it was a robot vacuum cleaner. I thought this was kind of funny, because I could see myself looking down and seeing the shadow moving back and forth across the floor and panicking. And thinking somebody's in my house trying to get me. The police, they had a, a good, uh, funny laugh about it. And the lady, she is, uh, I'm quite sure she was a little embarrassed. Because the incident happened in Washington, Oregon County. Good laugh for the day. Yeah, it's funny um, that she called 911. I know they broke in, they had to break into the bathroom. They even brought a canine officer out. Canine officer. Um, to bust down, bust down, Bathriana, Rombiana, bust down, Rombiana, um, to get into the bathroom. They had the guns drawn and everything, thought it was somebody breaking it. What was in the, what was valuable in her bathroom that made her call 911? That's what I'm thinking. Dun, 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 dun. We do not know. But yeah, it's funny. All right. 
This is a nice one. I think it's pleasant. Yo-Yo Ma performs on the U.S.-Mexico border and addresses a crowd in Spanish. Isn't that just wonderful? I would have loved to have been there hearing this music. On the Texas side, he addressed the crowd in English, stating, A country is not a hotel, and it is not full. As you all know, as you did and do and well do, in culture, will build bridges, not walls. And I think people need to address this and just realize music brings everybody around. He was celebrating the relationship between Landura, Texas, and Nevada. Laredo. Laredo, Texas, and Nevada. Nuevo. Nuevo. Laredo. Excuse me, you said. it. <laughs> uh, yes, he was a part of... An event called Day of Action. Yes. Um, he played was a Johann Sebastian Bach's Suite Number One for a com- unaccompanied cello. Um, and he played on both sides of the border. You know, it was a whole art performance. Um, so he was celebrating the re- relationship between Laredo, Texas, and Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. So that's right on the border. There's na- neighboring um, areas on the border. And I think it's, you know, it's good that he reached out. They showed us that I don't care where you come from and who you are, whatever your culture is. But once you hear that music, it's nothing but love and happiness. Yep. Yep. Um, I think it's important that, um, you know, if possible, when possible, we can make statements like this. Um, because I think he's right. It's not a hotel. We're not full. We do, we, we have an excess of a lot of things, um, which is crazy that we still have people who go hungry, who, people who are homeless, and we have vacant houses that are for sale, kids who, you know, don't receive lunch because they can't afford it or to pay for it, but we still have space for people, migrant people. And you want to cage people. Shame, shame, shame. Yes. Uh, continuing with some border news. Um, in, a board in, det- in a border detention center, art helps migrant kids remember home. Um, that's the article title, but it's really eerie. Um, it says a new exhibit in El Paso showcases works of art created by children detained in a massive border encampment of migrants in Tornillo, Mexico. And the article continues, last year, the U.S. government built a massive detention center facility to hold migrant children in a remote area around Terrain, Tornillo, Texas, a town near the U.S.-Mexico border. Over a seven-month lifespan, the tent city of Tornillo housed about 6,000 undocumented teenagers, largely from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. At the beginning, the Tornillo detainees even included children. The Trump administration has separated from their parents. Um, and then the author talks about how, like, early in the year, they wrote, they, uh, wrote about this temporary encampment served as a kind of physical expression of Trump's policy towards migrants, particularly migrant children. And I would agree with that sentiment. Um, but backlash caused the uh, tent city to be closed down. Um, to basically send the 13 to 17-year-old kids in the detention. Uh, they were in there longer than usual. So 
um, January of this year, the facility was disassembled and trucked away. But um, some relics from their stay at the tent city were kept in the museum, and they can be found at an art exhibit in the University of Texas El Paso's El Paso Centennial Museum, which features the work of the children who lived in that internment internment camp, basically. Um, in the midst of secrecy and all of us wondering about the kids, this artwork gave us a little glimpse into the lives of the kids, said Yolanda Leva, the director of the museum and Institute of Oral History, who acquired the art. I just think it's really sad and eerie. Um what it reminds us of as far as like historically how we treat people of color in this country it just hurts your feelings when you look at this artwork these kids did you can just feel on what their little imagination was thinking of freedom right um you think about images you see from the holocaust uh slavery like things that belong to kids like dolls kids used to play with which were made out of scraps of whatever they could find or just like a large mass of things they took from children. And so for this to be left behind, there's some beautiful pieces. Um, they created a soccer board, um, well, football, football um, display. Um, another child did a church um, and they used things that were available to them. So the church was built on top of a sign that said um, female UAC restroom. So it was just like a dehumanizing sign that was turned into a piece of art by the kids. And, you know, it was like the most vulnerable and innocent people. Um, And so a a reminder of what we did, and that's something we've done this year, something that's happening today. Things we, you know, talked about in history class is still happening today. It's too fresh from my mind. And another article, um, Black Churches Destroyed by Austin See a Spike in Donations After the Notre Dame Fire. Um, the crowdfunding campaign has surpassed its 1.8 million goal as of late Wednesday, April 17th. The fire at Notre Dame Cathedral on Monday, which is not in the U.S., prompted immediate pledges of millions of euros for people to help rebuild on Tuesday. It spurred donations to the same for much smaller places of worship, thousand miles away, recently destroyed by arson. I think this is just um, some of the good news to come out, you know, after we've seen all these different things happening in the U.S. as far as, you know, black churches that have been targeted and not necessarily seen as a hate crime, um, Often when you read the articles about, you know, they found who um, one guy who had burned down a couple of churches and they haven't necessarily declared it a hate crime. They said it's still under the investigation. But it's it's like of all the churches that you see, you chose to target black churches. And it's crazy because, you know, you see one church, you see another church, and it could be of different denominations, different clergies and everything. But it's funny that you targeted black churches. And that's not viewed as a hate crime. But it's good that um, people are now donating to help rebuild the black churches, many of which were historical landmarks and places where things 
historical events took place um, in like the civil rights movement. And uh, more good news. Um, Flint gets $77 million to pay for water projects, finally. Um, says the city of Flint is getting a $77 million in funding through the state to pay for water. The Michigan Department of Environmental Quality announced that $77 million loan to the city um, interest will be 0% and 100% of the principal will be forgiven, effectively making it a grant. Um, so the money will be used to go to the following projects. Um, completion of pipeline hooking up to a secondary water source, improvements to the Dort and Cedar Street Reservoir and Pump Station, construction of new chemical feed funding, replacement of the Northwest Transmission Main, uh, various water main replacement work, uh, water meter replacements, water quality monitoring panels. Um, I think it's good that we're getting, we're starting to see that they're going to get this money. Um, I hope they start making those changes and getting those projects underway. Me too. I I was just amazed that they finally addressed this because I was like, was this going to be another slap in the face? Did y'all forget these people? And then also I'm um, thinking it's like, in general, we have old infrastructure that was put in place however many years ago, so it's starting to break down. Everybody's water has been impacted, um, but Flint and more dire um, ways that has been publicized since Little Miss Flint and her um, efforts and initiatives to bring attention to her city's needs. Um, but I'm glad there are some steps being taken in the right direction, especially where we see people will see when we start to see what people have money for when we look at the different um campaigns that are receiving money and those that aren't and of course um nipsey hustle's legacy is archived in the u.s history and it says here's what the congressional record says so um Democratic Rep. Karen Bass, who represent Nipsey's neighborhood in California's 37th Congressional District, submitted the rapper's legacy into record Wednesday morning. And um, it says, Madam Speaker, Madam Speaker, I raise today on the floor of the House of Representation to formally recognize and honor the legacy of Ermias Ashgetham, um, known to his community in the neighborhood of South Los, An- South Los Angeles and beyond as Nipsey Hussle, Bass said on the House floor. Um, it's just amazing the impact he had on the world, and I'll say the world because we've seen, um, different outpouring of, you know, love, hurt, and, um, just respect, and people expressing how, you know, his murder has impacted them and will impact, uh, them moving forward. I only knew him through, um, his... I guess business ventures mostly in some of the nonprofit organizations he set up. Um, but he was really ahead of the game as far as like he lived up his name to his name, uh, Nipsey Hustle. Definitely had plenty of hustles. Um, you know, with like the technology he uh incorporated in his clothing store at the marathon store. Um, you could go in, buy a shirt, scan um, the little barcode that was inside the shirt and get exclusive access to his songs before they hit anywhere else. Um, just like experimenting with different ways to change the economy in his neighborhood and encouraging other people to do the same, always giving back, 
always trying to show love and different things like that. It was so many things we can learn from Nipsey. Um, and it's good that he gets his recognition, so he'll be down in history books. Well said. I feel you on that. I know I watched him when he was growing up. I always said, that little guy's got a lot of ambition. I really like, wow. And now it's like a sad wow, but I hope other people pick up the torch like they promised. Right. Um, some things we can take away from Nipsey's legacy. Um, be a service of to your community. Um, when there's a chance to volunteer in any way, even if it's not you formally signing up, um, if there's a way like you can help give back the kids you see out in the street, hang out, play a basketball game with them, talk to them, you know, show the kids that you care, anything you can do, um, just helping out the soup kitchen. There are all kinds of ways we can help where we grow up, help where you live. Um, each one, teach one. That was the old adage that came out of the era of slavery. Um, you know, when one slave knew something, they would tell the next one. So you would know because, you know, you're a marginalized group. You're uh, enslaved and not supposed to know, have access to any of these things. But it was like, if you can, if you can teach somebody something, do that. Um, there's room for, for us to eat. Um, I know there are systems in place that make us feel like we have nothing but crabs in a bucket. And we are crabs in a bucket and have to climb over the next one to get out. That's, no, that's not true. We have... There's room for us to eat, especially when there's so much room for people to be mediocre, regular. There's room for you to um, continue to and start, if you can, invest in black and brown businesses, even if it's just you promoting, liking things that they share, following them on social media, telling people about them. Do that. Um, and just continue to support your people. Show love where you can. Love rather than hate. Um, and take care of yourself. Take care of yourself first. Take care of yourself. And for people who are saying, you know, y'all talking about Nipsey Hustle, but you're not worried about the community leaders in your area, um, that who who are you talking to? Because there are people who, you know, for us is North, you know, North Carolina. Um, you think about J. Cole. And there are um, different organizations and communities to interact. So many um, you can't locally. So it's like there are plenty of people who are supporting them. Um, I understand the argument, but at the same time, it's like people are doing that. People are supporting um, Killer Mike. People are, you know, supporting other other people other than Nipsey. Yep, Grand Hill. Yep, it's what you know. It's giving back. So. Just continue to push the message to help people to get involved in nonprofits, volunteering, and if, start your own initiative, social enterprises to you build up your community. Sweet deeds time. Time to shout out a business. Yes, this is where we try to shout out businesses owned by people of color, women, and people with different abilities. Um, today we're shouting out HOST, and it's an acronym that stands for Housing One Student at a Time Inc. Um, they aim to assist college students with housing insecurities. Um, as an organization, we make it our mission to foster growth and educational development for college students in need. Um, you can find them on Facebook at Housing 
one student at a time. You can search in host, um, but it's h.o.s.t.inc. Um, or you can type in there at on Facebook and it's at housing one student. Um, I think it's a great organization because there are many students who have different kinds of insecurities, but housing should not, any of the insecurities shouldn't be one of them, but housing insecurities could be the one that keeps them from pursuing an education. Um, you know, you might get a scholarship that can cover books and classes, but where are you going to live? Um, so I think it's a great organization to support. Check them out. Um, they have a fundraiser going on um, to help with the cost of housing students. Um, and, you know, they're housing one student at a time. So um, help them grow so they can house students. Probably keep the name, though. But, yeah. Want us to promote your business in our next Sweet Deets? Mention, email us, talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com with the subject line, business feature, with a few sentences about your business, product, or service. There's room for everybody to eat. Wellness check. Let's check expiration dates on foods, canned goods, pills, lotions, children products, makeup even your toothpaste. Besides, when we think about it, hair products, hair color. Sometimes you have to check your deep freezer and rotate first in, first out. Look in your refrigerator. Because, you know, sometimes you think you drink that milk, you're like, good grief, it's expired. Main discussion. Your name, your reputation. They're both connected and both uh, affect how we move in this world, especially in this country that we call the U.S. So we're just going to do a quick Q&A, um, talking about our names, where they come from, and, you know, thinking about legacies and what is connected to your name and your ne- legacy. So, Ma, first question. Uh, were you named after someone, anyone Yes, I was named after the nurse named Angela. Nurse who? Like, she was friends with grandma or your mom? Uh, I guess they, she presided and took care of me and mom. Plus, you know, they probably liked the name. I don't think they could come up with a name for me right then. Plus, it was two other names they were trying to decide on because I was a preemie. So, Nurse Angela took care of me. That's how I got my name. It's funny, too, because you have such a, a grown-up name. So I'm thinking about a baby named Angela. <laughs> well, hey, I guess she was an angel in disguise. That's probably why you grew up big and strong, because you had an adult name. Well, I had an A for my first name and an A for my last name. I had to be about that business. Oh, yeah? And they call you first? Yeah, just like I'm opening up my Superman shirt. I had a Super A shirt. Um, was I named after somebody? Yes. Oh, my middle name. My middle name um starts with a J. It's none of your business. But I was named after my uncle. He didn't like his name at first. I do remember that story. Yeah, he didn't like his name at first. And then you told him when you were pregnant with me, 
that you were planning to name me give me the same middle name and name me his day. Shouts out to you, Uncle Mike. Uh what does your name mean? My name means wow, it comes from a Latin origin, Christian background. In Greek is a messenger of God, of angel, and truth, justice and discipline. See, it's an adult name with an even stronger meaning. I think so. I think I had to come out fighting for the world. They weren't ready. Yeah, a little preemie Angela grew up to be a mama three. Yes, mama bear. That's what they call me. Uh, emphasis on bear. She'll play about hers. Um, interesting. Messenger of God's. It just sounds like he don't play any games. Messenger of God's. You're an angel. Um, truth, justice, discipline. Yeah, you don't play any games. And I believe in that. If you tell the truth, good truth or bad truth, just tell the truth. So we ain't got no shenanigans. Nobody got to be fussing or fighting. And when you tell a lie, it's going to come back. Trust and believe, it's going to come back. It's not good for you. My name is Raja. 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 For anybody who saw my name and didn't know how to spell it if you're just now tuning in to talking brown sugar and uh for people who do know how my name is spelt but do not know how to say it it is raja i know we say it fast sometimes on the show but it's i'm gonna say it again for you raja we can say it together one more time raja thanks thanks yes it's um hindi origin in Urdu, it means an Indian king or prince, you know, a high noble person. Um, I often get told that, hey, you know, that's a boy name. And I'm like, well, just the same way Tyler, Skyler, whatever, Parker can be unisex. Raja is currently unisex. Thank you. It's in use and it works for me. Um, in Arabic, my name actually means hope, which is so beautiful. Um, I doubt you knew that, did you? I didn't know that, but I've heard it before, but I wasn't sure. It sounds good. Um, and the funny thing I found looking up my name a couple of times is that, uh, in Hawaiian slang, Raja Dat, Dat, D-A-T, is also, um, how they say Raja that, instead of saying Roger that, it's Raja that. <laughs> That's funny. I like that too. When you told me that, it was real funny. I was like, what? You like, it's a real saying. I was like, get out of here. Yeah, I always loved the name. Because her name was going to be something else. I don't think it had been flattering. Nope. We're not going into that. Nope. Next question. Nope. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you go by any nicknames? Well, you can call me Angie. Ange. And that's it. That that's far as we're gonna go on that. Okay, okay, that's fine. Boundaries set them good. That's how you do it. Uh, I do go by some nicknames, but only by certain people. You have to know me, or I have to like you enough. We have to have you know certain kind of le- it's levels to this. It's levels to this. But um, at work you can call me Raja. If we're cool. I might let you get away with a Raj here and there. 
um, close, close friends and family, Ra. And then only my older brother calls me Ra Ra. Literally the only person who can do that because, my goodness. I feel like we went through this before, too, though. We did talk about this. We did talk about this before. But it's important that you know. Um, Just depending on interactions. You know, people name. We use my nickname in different ways. Um, hmm. So a sub-question to do you go any by any nicknames is... um. In dating, how do you feel when people, instead of saying, like, especially when you first start dating, how do you feel about people calling you babe, boo, love, honey, cupcake, whatever new cute name, muffin people have, you know? How do you feel about that in dating? I think when you first meet someone, say their name, because that's the sweetest thing can come out of a person's mouth, is when you hear... The other person call your name. Say my name. Say my name. Yeah, say when your I'm name. When I'm right in front of you, you hey. know my name, so say it. Yeah, no, no play, play no games. games. <laughs> and I mean, you know, when somebody first meets you, you know what I'm going to say. Hey, bae. Hey, boo. I'm like, do you not know how to pronounce my name? And I don't mind correcting the one in a nice, positive light, being pleasant. But if we've been talking to each other at least for two or three months and we out in public... I don't get connected with that boo bay stuff right then. I want you to say my name. I don't want you to accidentally call me Samantha or Sheila. And my name is Angela. Angela. A-N-G-E-L-A. Some people have a habit of saying Angela. And I might not even answer you. Unless you're really old. I, 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 some people get some passes. Some people can't even spell names right. And it doesn't hurt to ask. Can you say your name for me, please? That's true. Um, yeah, I don't care for those nicknames so soon in dating, especially with my name. I feel like it's easier to to rely on that with people. You know, you go straight to Bay Boo, whoever. I don't know how many bays you have, how many boo-boos you have in your phone. You know, you just change the emoji, and that's the code you have in your phone. But no, Raja. Raja's fine. I like my name. It's not basic at all. It's me. That's me. You know who it is. But yes, um, I, I prefer my name. I don't care for all that lovey-dovey stuff. And, you know, even if I like you, it might sound cute a couple of times, but... um. Let me hear you say my name. I was I I've I've heard myself say that sometimes. Um, like, how do you think you say my name? Or just say it. Like, show me you're paying attention. But yeah, it's weird. It is, and that's what you know. That's what's on your birth certificate. Unless you wanted to change your name, but you just want to make sure that person knows directly who they're talking to, and not getting your face and put another name on it. Or oops, accidentally say the wrong name. Let let me give you permission to call me something that I think is cute. Yeah, I just think it's important um, for anybody, even a colleague, a boss, anybody, for them to know your name, know who you are, what you're about. Like, your name precedes you a lot of the time. Even if it's a stage name, um, your chosen name, it should be respected. So, you know, the takeaway there is... You know, 
in the words of Birdman, fall into surfaces. Put some respect on their name. Put some respect on my name. But honor and respect what people tell you their name is as well. Um, this is especially true for people of color. Women, trans people, um, people with different abilities, capacities, marginalized people as a whole. Like, it's just important because we have to work as twice as hard to get and achieve things. And especially to secure acceptance in society if it does not match whatever the majority, like, norms and things that have already been accepted. You know, that's... um some that's a big point I wanted to push um to respect the name people give you for them respect it use it ask them how to say it if you're unsure that's fine but respect that name respect the spelling of it all that it's not hard we do it for a lot of people who have crazy names Mike Wazowski how many of you all know how to spell it hmm right um because it's different than tolerance. I'm not talking about tolerate people, you know, or just tolerate different unique names. Accept them. Um, we think about the larger discussion of, you know, equality versus equity and tolerance. How can you expect to achieve equity or equality if you're tolerating people you, who you don't even see as human? People you don't see as deserving of equality or equity so we got to move beyond that and start respecting people for what they tell you what they present to you respect respect that especially and it starts with a thing something that's simple but thinking big yes because we do not want to go back in slavery time when people just wanted people to put down their what an x i'm not no x marks the spot my name is angela Somebody took the time to think of a name that would represent this little person. Two people, parents, a guardian, whoever, put some thought into that name. And whoever, you know, ends up choosing the name over time. And whatever changes they go through or want to make. And sometimes the name is a part of that change, that transition. It just go. It's easier just to go with what they tell you. It's not hard. It is not. That's all for the show today. We're happy to be back. Glad you're listening. Um, remember to give us some feedback on or wherever you are listening. We know a lot of you all have been listening via Apple Podcasts. But um, there are so many other channels we're on. Podbean, Pocket Casts. Um, Rocket Cast, we're on Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you can think of. And that list is growing as well. Always uh, give us five stars. Like us. Share our content. Um, email us if you want to be a part of the show in any way, whether it be a sweet deet or you want to be a guest. Because we're going to roll that out soon. So there will be opportunity Uh, opportunities for you to join us without actually having to be with us um as always find us on facebook and instagram at talking brown sugar on twitter at talking brown sugar that's talking brown s-u-g and you can email us at talking brown sugar at gmail that's talking brown dot sugar at gmail dot com
I'm Angela. I'm Raja. We, we out! out.